So we're going to recap a little bit of last week in case you missed it. We're going to go over why you are wasting your time every time you write an email, why you are wearing out your thumbs for no particular reason, writing text messages that no one responds to. Raise your hand if you know that feeling. So I'm to bring us back to that moment we had last week. Okay. Agent Power Huddle is a daily jumpstart, giving you all the tools you need to create an amazing real estate career. Led by top experts in the field, you'll learn how to sell more houses in less time while creating the life you want. Welcome to the Agent Power Huddle. Turn your camera on. Turn your camera on. Be with me. Join me. We're going to do fun stuff today. I think I scared everybody talking about the cardinal sins of email again. They're like, dude, I got plenty of digital report stuff last week. I don't want to know how much I'm not doing a good job of writing emails. You guys are doing awesome. I'm not judging you. I promise. We're going to good stuff. Are we feeling good? Thumbs up? You feel good? You feel all right? All right, cool. Let's jump in. It might have been the technical issues from yesterday that are also spooking people today. They're like, Dude, yesterday sucked. I didn't have Agent Power Huddle. How many of you guys missed Agent Power Huddle yesterday? Raise your hand. Ah, uh, we missed you guys too. So Theodos was a champ. You finally got on there. Susan, we had, it was a, if you saw my post in the Facebook group, the Agent Power Huddle was, was hacked. Hacked, meaning I screwed it up. And then, uh, and then we were trying to get back in after I screwed it up. And then they were trying to get back in so many times the account got frozen for 30 minutes. So I take full responsibility. I'm sorry if yesterday, my phone was blowing up yesterday. Have you guys ever done something where you're like, oops, and then you start getting text messages and you're really like, oh, dude, that was really bad. Like, it was like, it was kind of bad. I thought we could solve it. And then it was just text after text. People were like, is it not happening? It would happen to Agent Power Huddle. And so what I realized are people really like Agent Power Huddle. It's kind of cool. We've developed a little tribe here and I'm, I'm really grateful you guys are here. So let's dive in, right? You missed Mindset Monday yesterday. We now have like official days. Yesterday's Mindset Monday. So are you guys feeling okay on Mindset? Can we dive right into digital communication? Everyone feeling good with Mindset? Anyone need a Mindset tune-up? I'll make the audience just like go boom and shout at you for like 30 seconds. Ready? You need a little, little now. We're good? All right, let's go. Cool. So we're going to recap a little bit of last week in case you missed it. We're going to go over why you are wasting your time every time you write an email, why you are wearing out your thumbs for no particular reason, writing text messages that no one responds to. Raise your hand if you know that feeling. So I'm going to bring us back to that moment we had last week. Okay, that's where we're starting. I'm going to go lightning fast because I'm going to give you totally new content, all brand new stuff that you did not hear last week. I just want you to remember why we're doing this. If people respond to your text messages, you make more money and your life is better. If people read your emails, communication gets smoother, your client's stress level comes down, they're happier, you make a positive impact in the world, and it's election day today. I don't care who you're voting for, I just know that we want to make a positive impact on the world. We agree with that, guys? Right? Today, the world is stressful enough with everything going on out there. My goal is to teach you skills that will reduce the stress threshold of the people around you, the other agents you're working with, your clients. When that happens, life starts to get kind of magic. So that's what I'm going to teach you today. Cool? All right, let's dive in. So this is the cardinal sins of email and text. The cardinal sins of text and email part two. So again, just for recap, in case you missed it last week, go back to the Agent Power Huddle Facebook group. Go watch the recording from last week. It's the first half of this. 
but I'm going to go very quickly through it just to catch us up. You can apply this stuff to email, text, Facebook Messenger, Instagram Messenger, Zoom, whatever, right? Zoom's got its own set of best practices. Marco Polo has some baker's rules. Most of you guys still don't use Marco Polo. I think you're missing out. We use it with sellers. We use it like I love. And Autumn, who's our producer for Agent Power Huddle, we probably got to go back to really embracing Marco Polo for sellers because I was loving when we did that. Anyway, all right. Rule number one was don't picture a semi-truck driver. We talked about that. That's just the, the mind space of who you're writing to. You're, you're writing these emails and texts to super busy people. You got a blank space to text ratio, okay? As I recap these, if you were on last week, I want you to think about which one of these have you been better with? Which one of these you still need some work on? I'm going to blow real fast to these. Those are the ones from last week's call. The blank space to text ratio. See all the white space around this? This is an easy slide to read, right? This is a hard slide to read. Lots of black, lots of words, okay? Easy to read, okay? Is it going to be read on a desktop or a phone? Bullet points are your friends. Here's a bullet-pointed text message. You can use uh, checkboxes. By the way, Autumn, who is uh, our, not only the producer of Agent Power Huddle, she is the uh, director of operations for our team in San Diego. She has been totally cracking me up. She's been sending me text messages using the one, two, three emojis as bullet points, like numbering her text messages to me. They are awesome, Autumn. I am loving them. All right. Always reread your emails out loud before sending. Uh, that was a big one. And I think we covered this one. Jacqueline, I can see you on the screen. Did we cover using bold and underlined sparingly? Or is this is where we stopped last week. I think that is where we stopped last week because that's my last note. Okay. Use bold and underlined sparingly. This is more for text messages than it is, I'm sorry, more for emails than it is for text messages. The equivalent for a text message we'll cover later is writing in all caps. Has anyone ever received a text message in all caps? or an email in all caps, you know one or two things about your client. They are either incredibly pissed off at you or 107, one or the other, right? There's only two reasons why people write in all caps. They're either 107 or they're mad at you. And if they're neither one of those, let's give them some guidance and tell them when you write in all caps, it feels like you're yelling at me, right? Like at this point, it's kind of a social, like back in the day, 15 years ago, at the beginning of the internet, 20 years ago, it was like, maybe it's just whatever, they're kind of figuring it out. But like now it's like, it's pretty common knowledge if you're writing in all caps, Someone's mad, right? All right. So same thing with bold and underline. You want to use bold and underline sparingly. If you really want to call something to attention. So when I'm writing to a client an email, if it's a really long email, pick up the phone, just call them on the phone. But I love to send something in writing to follow up that phone call or before so I can have something visual for them to walk through. Just like those of you visual people, when I put this on the screen right now, you're like, oh yeah, I like seeing that. It's better than just listening to your voice. So if you're going to bold everything in an email or underline everything, it totally steals the power of that. Does that make sense, guys? Right? Thumb, thumbs up. Thumbs up if that makes sense, right? If you bold everything in an email, it's like nothing is bolded. Just some of you probably don't do this, I know, but I'm just telling you. All right. So the next one we got, this is a really, this is a fun one. This is kind of a gray area here. Conversational is better than condescending. Write that down. Conversational is better than condescending. Remember when we talked about how most of you guys, including me and the rest of the world, reads things out loud in our head as we read texts and emails? So you want to write in a voice that sounds like how you would actually say it out loud. If you write it, if you, if you normally say like, let, let's, let's talk about like, I don't know, what's something you put in a text message to a client? Let's say there's an inspection coming up, right? You want to tell a seller of a listing that you have that there's an inspection coming up on the property and you want to give them a heads up. And so out loud, you call the seller, be like, hey, just want to give you a heads up. Buyer's coming through tomorrow, probably around 12 o'clock. Do a home inspection. It'll be about three hours. Um, does that work for you? All right, great. Perfect. Thanks. 
So you don't have to say it exactly word for word in a text or an email. However, you want to keep it conversational. If you write your text message, dear sir or madam, tomorrow around midday, we're going to be having a thorough inspection of your property. No one's, you guys are kind of, some of you are smiling, but I guarantee some of you are doing this. You get this vo formal tone of voice when you start writing a text or an email. Like I'm telling you, conversational, because that's what they're hearing in their head. And sometimes when you get a little formal, it reads as condescending because we lose the meaning of so much in text. You're missing the verbal cue. See what my hand's doing right now? You miss these hand gestures. You miss the, you miss the tone of voice, right? If I, if I were to say this to you, ready, Theodis, you want to role play for a sec? Okay, super easy. All I want you to do is tell me your emotional state when I tell these things to you. Ready? We're going to talk about a home inspection. Okay. All right, so Theodis, tomorrow we're going to have a, a home inspection. Um, so the buyer's going to come through. They're going to, going to kind of check everything out, but uh, we'll get the report afterwards. We'll go over it. We'll make sure we know what's going on, and then we'll make a plan how to respond if there was even any repairs that come up. Sound good? Yes. Okay, how are you feeling right now? I feel like we have a plan, and after okay. inspection's over, we're going to you know, okay. cross that bridge when we get to it. I love it. And I'm going to try to say the exact same words, but it might be hard because I don't remember what I said exactly. But now I'm going to say this. Listen to this tone of voice. Theodis, tomorrow we're going to have a home inspection. The buyer's going to come through and they're going to thoroughly look at the house from top to bottom. We're going to review it afterwards. And then we're going to make a plan for how to respond to them. How do you feel right now? Uh, like the emperor from the dark side is going to come in and try to convert me. Okay. <laughs> and when you, when you write a text message, can you control which voice they're hearing in their head? What's that? I said, when you write a text message, can you control which voice they're hearing in their head when they read it? No, you can't. No, they no. might hear that second scary voice. When you meant the first voice, you meant the super friendly one. You even put in 17 emojis to show that you were happy and they missed all the emojis because they think emojis are crap and they didn't even hear it and they were stressed and anxious and their kid was just like late for school and they were running around, they spilled coffee on their lap and they read this text and it goes, tomorrow we're going to have an inspection. Red alert, be on, right? And you're like, why is my client freaking out? I made them this really nice message. This is really important. This is why I want you to slow down when you read it out loud. Consider, are you being conversational? Is it coming across condescending? How is it reading? And if it really is something where it could even be ambiguous, what are your options? Send a video text. That way they can hear you say it. Pick up the phone and call them. Crazy talk. Old school, right? There are times when if there's any chance it can be misread, pick up the phone, right? Send them a voice memo. Are you, the audience, you're back on mute. Are you talking to us? Come on, you can come off mute. Uh, quick question on the yeah. video text. Do you, do you have a recommended limit for a video text? Yeah, short. <laughs> as, sh as short as it needs to be. If you are communicating information, I wouldn't record. You guys know there's two ways. I have an iPhone. I don't know about droids. I'm sure they're the same. There's a way to like record a video right in the messaging app where like you click send and it goes. If I'm going to record an important video text, I'm going to record it in the photo camera app. So in case it sucks, right? I know you can retake it again in the message app, but like I want to, I do, I record videos two, three times before I send them. Because when you say it out loud the first time, like that's kind of rambly. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to redo that. I'm going to do it again. I, I, I didn't like how my, I, I guess on my teeth, I really should like redo that one, right? And like I, the weird thing is just don't overthink it at the same time. If you say it in long winded form, shorten it down. And if you're going to send a video text, the best practice, this is not one of these rules, but I probably should add a slide, Zach, if you want to make a note of this. Let's add a slide that says, if you're going to send a video text, follow it up with a text-based message directly after. So if I, I'm holding the phone at the end of my arm, right? You can't really see There you go. I'm holding the phone right here. I'm going to send a video text. I'm going to say, hey, guys, just want to let you know tomorrow we got a home inspection at 12 o'clock. 
fire is going to come through, uh, do their thing, probably take two, three hours tops. I'll let you, you got to clear out of the house and make them feel comfortable. I'll let you know when they're done. Um, just want to let you know, not a big deal. We'll make a game plan afterwards. Sound good? All right, cool. I'll see you then. After I send that video, I'm going to send a text-based version because in case they are people who never watch my videos or multitask and are looking at my video while they're in line at the grocery store and they can't listen to a video, I'm going to write the Word version. Tomorrow, bullet point, inspection, 12 p.m., be out of the house for two to three hours. Don't make the buyer uncomfortable. Stop staring through the window. You're a total creeper. Okay, love your agent. Now, you, you guys, right? No, no one thought that was, three of you thought that was funny. The rest of you, they're not, they're just jokes. They're not all funny, okay? Well, come, roll with me. Anyway, all right, let's move forward. Any other questions while we're paused, guys? Okay. Never leave a subject line to chance. Oh, I got someone typing in the box. Let's see here. What slide number are you on? Oh, you found it. All right, cool. Thank you, Zach. Uh, he's editing as we go. I love it. Um, never leave a subject line to chance. I got to move this thing over here. What do I mean by that? Use star, star, star keyword at the beginning of a subject line. This is for email. Those of you who have your subject lines turned on for your phones, for that, like the, if you don't know techie stuff, it's like an SMS or an MMS message. There's like a feature on your phone that you could turn on subject line. This is personal opinion, but let's take it. Let's take a, a poll here. I believe those are really, really lame. <laughs> I don't know anyone who uses subject lines for, for, for text messages. If I'm offending you who have it turned on, I apologize, personal preference. Like it always just looks weird to me. Does anyone love subject lines and text messages? You know what I'm talking about? Okay, leave it turned off. I just think it's weird. That's me personally. Okay, so this is for email only tip, email only tip. Star, star, star keyword at the beginning of the subject line. For example, when I used to do a lot of foreclosure stuff, it was star, 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 eviction timeline, question mark, star, star, star property address. Because I was writing to people that had so many different emails in their inbox. They would literally receive hundreds of emails a day. And your clients you're writing to may not get the same volume of email, but they probably don't even check their email much. So if you write star, 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 inspection tomorrow, star, 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 and then their home address, right? They're probably going to look at it. If you just write, hey, stuff going on tomorrow, dot, 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 they may or may not read your email, right? Does that make sense, guys? Thumbs up. We got that one. All right, cool. Go through this a little faster. Make sure I get through this today. Next one, aim to be forwarded or cut and pasted. Have you ever worked with a client that is not the only decision maker? Or there's multiple parties to a transaction, a lender, a closing company, or whatever. Okay. Aim to be forwarded or cut and pasted. What do I mean by that? What I mean is if you are writing emails and you're requiring someone to go you know the word, who knows the word synthesize? You know what synthesize means? It's not like an 80s keyboard. I mean, like take a bunch of information, put it together and make a recap for you. Make your emails so tight that someone could just cut and paste what you wrote and go, boom, right? You write an email to one party, they just cut and paste what you wrote and say, hey, here's a good summary. Don't make them read your three pages of scrolling stuff and work hard to figure out what the heck you're even trying to say if you want to get something accomplished. Really, truly important, especially if anybody on this call is it works in back office stuff, super important client facing stuff, same difference. You know your clients forward your emails, right? Does anyone know your clients forward your emails, right? To their aunts and uncles and other decision makers. Anyone ever have a deal blow up because a family member that you didn't know existed came in and blew your deal up? Raise your hand. Only three of you? The rest of you have never had a deal blow up because you had, a, okay, how about a friend? How about an outside party came in and said, like, a friend, anyone have a deal? This, come on, raise your hand. This, most of you just have to have new. Okay, just checking. So, this is why I'm telling you, your emails are being forwarded. They don't tell you, I forwarded your email to someone and they didn't like what you wrote. They just say, yeah, I'm not going forward. 
They're like, what? They're like, yeah, I talked to my uncle says, I mean, they might even say uncle. It's because somehow something you wrote or something happened or a conversation secondhand got like, make it really easy to forward or cut and paste. All right. This is my, one of my favorite ones only because uh, of all caps, no caps. We all scream for some caps because I like that song. That's all. That's the reason why you'll never forget this one. Stop writing in all caps. Don't use no caps. You want to like, like, write like a normal human being. How many of you guys write text messages and don't capitalize anything? Be honest. Anyone will admit to that? How many of you guys abbreviate everything? You are. How many of you guys write like you're like a 14-year-old? Raise your hand. No one will admit to that? Some of you text me like 14-year-olds. I know you do. It's okay. That's fine. I'm not judging you. I'm just saying, if you're writing to someone who writes that way as well, and you know it's totally acceptable, go ahead and use you are instead of why are you are. I'm not going to judge you. It's part of the way our language has, has you know, changed. But I will say this. If you have a client that abbreviates everything to you, you are like, let's say you got a, let's just, let's just age stereotype. Let's say you got a millennial client that will literally not write a full sentence. Everything is like emoji abbreviations. And there might be, you know, senior citizen clients that you have that do the same thing. I'm not judging the age, but it typically is, it's more of a demographic shift as we have millennials that are starting to like not actually put things into English language anymore. No, I mean, I'm almost a millennial. I might be a little old. I guess I'm too old for that. Millennials here are like, come on, Jez, those are fighting words. No. Nathan's cracking up. No? Yes? Do you agree, Nathan? What do you think? Yeah? Okay. Just checking. If your client writes that way, what do you guys think? I need to take a poll. Show of hands. How many of you believe that digital rapport dictates you also need to write the same way as your client to be in rapport? If they're going to write you are, you say you need to write you are as well. Raise your hand. Let's see how many people think you need to do that way. Okay? How many of you think it's just as acceptable to write the way you normally write in full English language sentences? Okay. I don't have the right answer for you. I can tell you what I do, but I can tell you that you do what you feel comfortable with, right? But take a poll. If you got a millennial writing to you and you write full sentences, what Lindsay just said, stay professional. And Brittany said, keep it full English. That's what I do. I find that even if someone writes me like, right, similarly, that's what Kathy said, similar, but keep it a level of professionalism. John says, whatever. <laughs> I love it, John Rogers. W-A-T-E-V-A, whatever, right? Thank you, John. Like if John, if I, if John was my client and that's how he wrote whatever, I would still write back W-H-A-T-E-V-E-R when I responded in whatever I was going to say because I don't think I'm out of rapport with John. And you can tell me, John, if you write that way, I feel like I'm communicating the way, but like I am going to choose certain choices of words that resonate, right? I'm going to change the choice of words I use. I'm going to change the way I communicate. I might change a little less. I might use more pictures, more animated GIFs, right? I have, has anyone seen, had me sent to you yet the animated GIF of a Tom Cruise from Top Gun, high-fiving a goose, goose and maverick high-fiving. It's at the top of the list on the iPhone, like auto-suggested gifts. Maybe it's just for me because I use a lot of high-fives, but maybe it's for everybody. Um, I've been using it every, it's just such a fun one. Like I feel like that communicates so much more, right? And speaking of which, let me jump ahead. Uh, Always no, speak the language of your customer. Yeah. So you have to, you have to mirror and mimic them to some extent. And that goes to the point, if they, if they always message, message, they always text, text, they always email, email, they always call, call. They and dictate the, the form and the, the language. Yeah. And Ken Kratz is a master of rapport, by the way, guys, like tr truly. Th thank you for jumping in. All right. I'm going to blow through some of these. because I don't want to go to part three of this. I mean, I can, if I will, but I want to, I want to get to the rest of these. So thou shall not reply all unless there's a good reason. Pretty please. Stop including everyone in the, just because someone else puts six people on there and you're like, I don't know if I should take them off. Do I have the power to take them off? I'm telling you right now, everyone, everyone do this. Point your finger at yourself on camera. Point your finger at yourself. 
Okay, I want you to say this. I know you're on mute, but say this out loud. I have the power. Say it. I have the power to remove people from a reply all chain that don't need to be there. You don't have to say all that, but I just want you to know, okay? That's real, guys. Just because just someone else put it on, you're like, I don't know. They had to be there for like, no. It's just, do you like getting on a chain when you have no business being on that chain of email? Like if someone resp- replied to you, like, like, and then when you reply all, everyone has to be like, like, please, like, 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 I just confirm that they sent it. Anyway, you guys, you're with me on this. All right, cool. Let's keep rolling. I know you guys feel that one. Okay. So only include the right person and tag specific tasks for each person. This is really important, right? Krista, can you tell me I'm awesome? Autumn, let me know when I have five minutes left today. Okay. That's like, if this was an email I was writing to a group of people about Agent Power Huddle, I literally write their name and I highlight it. If you don't know how to highlight this, just Google uh, highlight text color. Right? I can show you later, but it's pretty simple to figure out. Ask an Agent Power Huddle Facebook group. I'll show you how to do that. Like I literally write their name and I, and I highlight it so they can see what their part is. Now on a reply all with me, Krista, and Autumn, they know what their job is. So if Krista was here, I'd say, Krista, tell me I'm awesome, right? Because I like compliments. Okay. Do not recycle email threads. If you're changing topics, start a whole new email chain. Those of you who use Gmail know exactly what I'm talking about. If the, if the email chain, like subject lines, make people easier for searching for emails later, right? So if you have a subject line, guys, that says, the subject line says, you know, inspection tomorrow, 12 o'clock, and the inspection's now done. But the subject line still says inspection, 12 o'clock, and now you're to the point where it's like closing tomorrow. And you say, right, hey, guys, we're closing tomorrow, but the subject line still says inspection tomorrow. You're going to confuse people. Take the 30 seconds it takes to go make a new email thread Make everyone happy. Make make the email the, the email like it's like the, the tooth fairy, and it, right? It puts a little quarter on your pillow. You're gonna get like like rewarded by doing these little things. All right, love it. Those of you who are not high detail oriented people are like ah, Jesse, come on, blow through this. And people who are like like Carrie is like amen to that. She's like thank you. You're scratching the itch for like this has been driving me nuts for years. All right, here we go. Do not send off our emails. How many of you guys are weird sleepers? By weird sleepers like me, I mean like you're up at two in the morning for whatever reason. Sometimes raise your hand. You know who you are. And then you're like, you know, I really want to be productive. I'm just going to start sending out emails. Okay. Do not send emails at 1.30 in the morning. Here's when you want to send them. You want the email to arrive one to two hours after the person arrives at work. One to two hours after the person arrives at work. And then I'll talk about how to technically get there. Who knows why do you want an email to arrive one or two hours after someone arrives at work? Anyone know? They're finally working. Ken says they're finally working. And Mike Brown, because they are working. And Mike Brown, what do you say? Well, they're going through their business emails first and they're going to prioritize and they'll be looking at the personal stuff afterwards. Oh, absolutely. But it doesn't matter if you're talking personal or business, either one, just think about it. You prioritize business, then you go to personal. How do you guys check your inbox? Okay. It's 10 or 11 a.m. in the morning. Most of you guys have started work between five, six, seven, eight, nine. By 10 or 11, you've gone through all the emails that came in overnight, that long list of stuff. You've cleaned it out. How do you check your emails as it comes, as the day goes on? Do you start at the oldest one or you start at the newest one first? So show of hands, how many of you guys started the oldest email first? Always raise your hand. One person only. And how many of you guys always start with the newest one that just came in? Raise your hand. Boom. That is why you send your email one to two hours after they arrive. Because they will, even if they have 16 other emails they never caught up in, if your email comes in as the newest one, that's what they're going to look at. Those of you who text me, right? You already know this. I get lots and lots of texts a day. I'm now one of the slowest human beings at responding to texts on the planet. I apologize. I'm getting better. I know text is meant to be an immediate medium. I don't have the bandwidth. Working on it. So for now, do you know how I check my texts? The newest one that came in, even though I should be going back to 7 a.m., the person I haven't gotten to for 12 hours, because it's just hard to scroll back in the iPhone messaging app. I just, I start at the top and I work my way down. 
So if you want to get something responded to, do you think maybe sending at 7 a.m. you send a text by 1 p.m.? If you send a text again, you're like, hey, just check it in, dot, 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 arrow of up, right? Or let me know, dot, dot, dot. Or I know you're busy, but when you get a chance, right? Little reminders, like a bump. Just don't do this. Don't make people feel bad because then they really don't want to respond to you, right? Like it's been six hours. Why haven't you responded to me? Do you hate me? Don't send stuff like that, guys. Okay. Even if you're thinking it in your head, please don't put it on paper or digital paper. All right. So to send emails during normal hours, for those of you who are night owls, you're going to leverage something called, it used to be called Boomerang. It was a plugin for Gmail. Now I think it's actually built into Gmail itself. There's a little like send later button. I think I can update the slide, Zach. There's, do you want to put a screenshot, Zach, of how to send later? Um, I write the emails at 1.30 in the morning, but I delay sending. I'd have it go out one to two hours later. Or I do it at seven o'clock on a, on a Thursday and I schedule it for Monday morning, Tuesday morning, right? Text messages, there's on the Droid, there are some programs to delay sending. On an iPhone, there's not a good platform to delay sending of a text message. So if I want to text someone in the middle of the night, I either have to know that their phone is on do not disturb or I send them a Facebook message because most people don't have their alerts on for Facebook and I'm not worried about waking them up in the middle of the night, but then I'll send a bump if it's really important the next day via text or email. I'll be like, hey, check Facebook message or hey, check text. I, I do it again. Is this making sense, guys? We like this? All right, cool. I've got a few more for you. We'll tie it all together. This is one of my favorites. Zach, I love this picture. Thank you. Zach helped me add some pretty pictures here. A GIF is worth a thousand feels. I think it's really funny. I like that. Pictures and gifts worth a thousand words. Has anyone noticed the amount of pictures I have added to this presentation throughout this presentation? Show of hands. How many people have noticed there's been all these silly pictures through here? Do you think that was an accident? I'm purposely using pictures. And do you know where the best way is? So if you're writing a text message, it's native to most messaging apps now. I don't care what type of phone you have. You can find a way to easily drop in a picture. It's gonna take an extra 30 seconds and it's gonna make them feel something that your words never could. I actually think that animated GIFs, I don't know if it's pronounced it GIF or GIF, I don't care. You know what I'm talking about, little animated things, right? You're gonna create feelings, even if your clients are not millennials, even if they've never used a GIF in their life, when they get it, they're like, oh, that's cool, how'd you do that? Right, and if there are people who use them, like uh, there are people in this industry, like you guys know Tristan Ahumada from Lab Code Agents? Like Tristan loves, gifts. So do I. We have gift battles back and forth. He's a guy who founded LabCodation. Like we, we, he's a buddy. So we go back and forth, like gift battles, like, like three, four, seven, eight, nine, ten 10 deep, right? Are we wasting time? Yeah, of course we are. Is it fun and building connection? Of course it is. Like, it's okay to have fun in life. Don't, some of you are way too serious, man. Way too serious. And I'm looking at you right now, those of you who are too serious. No, I'm kidding. You know who you are though. It's okay to have fun. This is a serious business. These are the largest financial transactions people will make. And it's our job to bring that stress threshold down. If you are a very serious person, just be you. That's okay. I'm not judging you. But most of you have a light side that's somewhere in there. And if you were, allow yourself to let it come out every once in a while, put some pictures in, some gifts, you might even find you're having fun with this job. You know, it's kind of fun. All right, last couple things here. Let's see what, how I'm doing on time. Spell my name right, please. Spell my name right, please. Theodis knows this one better than anybody, I'm guessing. Right? Theodis. I, I, I still have to double check how to spell Theodis, and I've known him for 12 years, right? Like, my name is pretty simple, but people always spell it wrong. I go to order food from a takeout restaurant. You know what name I get all the time? Jeffy. Like, I say it out loud. I'm like, yeah, it's, my name's Jesse. They're like, oh, Jeffy. No, no, Jesse, like Jesse James. They're like, oh, Jeffy. I'll go to pick it up. The bag says Jeffy. How is Jeffy a more common name than Jesse? I have no idea. But cool. For you guys, 
Take a minute to make sure you are spelling your clients' names properly. There's nothing sweeter than seeing your own name in writing. And if someone misspells it, you know that they don't care about you at all. It's not really true, but that is what you internally think at some level energetically. Like, this person doesn't think, care about me at all. It takes an extra three seconds. Spell their name right. Not me. I don't care if you spell my name wrong. Right? I, I'm just, I'm making, use me as an example. I'm talking about for your clients. Just think how good it feels when someone spells your right name. Okay. Let's see how, how many more slides we got. Uh, I think I could do most of these. All right, let's blow through it. If I got to go back and dive it again, I just wanted to make this a two-parter, not a three-parter. Right, let's go through these. I got two minutes. Ready? Why do you have typos and spelling errors in general? Every time you make a typo, the errors win. That picture is hilarious. You want to screenshot that one. Every time you make a typo, the errors win. Okay, just take a minute and spell check it. Just, just do it. Like every program ever has it built in. Please, pretty please. It'll make you look professional. It'll make you more money. If including an attachment, summarize the attachment in the body text of the email. Don't just say, don't just send a short email, say, here's the inspection report, see attachment. Take 30 seconds and write out in the inspection report, you'll find bullet point, this happened, bullet point, that happened, bullet point, this happened. It makes people feel so much better and it saves them time. Train someone to write emails the way you do. Those of you who like leverage, by the way, give them these recordings, have them watch this, have them get on a special Zoom I will do with them. It will make your life so much easier to have someone in your back office writing emails the way you do. Then you can just say, hey, go do this. It's, it's huge for leverage. Thou shalt not ask more than one question in an email, right? If you got to ask more than one question, just bullet point it, make a list. But truly guys, you want to ask one question only in an email, especially in a text. Stop asking six things in a text. Hey, so you guys, what neighborhood are you guys looking in? How many bedrooms do you need? What time do you want to go see properties? Stop doing that. Just ask one at a time. Same thing in the email. The most important question should be the thing that you need answered to move the deal forward, right? If you're going to save back and forth on emails to find ask three questions in one email, but like bullet pointed or number of the questions, the list must be clear, concise, easy to read, right? Last but not least, thou shalt not judge others for their writing style. Here's how we're going to end this right here, Okay. Some of you have been judging others your entire life. You are really good at it. I, I, I applaud you for your, your ability to judge others. But I would tell you just for a few minutes, if you relax that judgment and focus on you, your life will get a lot easier, right? So I'm not making you wrong for judging others. I'm just saying if you want an easy life, stop judging others, right? Because they didn't go through this training. They're gonna, you're going to start seeing how many of you just since last week, right? I'm right at time. I'm going to wrap it up here. How many of you just since last week have been noticing the style that people communicate with you and being increasingly frustrated? Raise your hand. Nobody? You guys are all super chill. All right. How many of you have noticed that people are not following these rules when they communicate with you? Raise your hand. How many of you... I can't keep all these rules in your head because they're way too many to remember. Raise your hand. All right, one of you. Cool. Just guys, this is just the way to end it up. Just know that like everyone's going to communicate differently. You cannot control other people. It's going to drive you nuts if you try to like uh, control them, focus on them. Let them write however they want to write. You do you. They're going to do them. You do you. That's what makes the world go round. So thank you for being through here. I know this was two very long, detailed, like techie things. So for those of you who are like, huh, I don't know, was was this useful? Did you guys like this? Show of hands. All right, cool. Awesome. I will come up with something else cool for Tactical Tuesday for next week. Guys, we got Krista Mayshore. I believe she's back here tomorrow before her summit starts. So she should be on here tomorrow. Enjoy your day. Autumn, let's get some music and everybody go connect to some people, have some fun. Have a good day. Bye, everybody. 